0: joyful rising hello it is your girl Zanabe and I am back again it is 11 11 11 11 11 (laughs) today um and I believe it is Thursday my lucky lucky day Thursday I am a Sagittarius so Jupiter is my ruling planet anyway um, today I came on here to tell you guys about the law of decree that I have used today. I specifically waited for this day so I could have an extra boost. and I gotta say the blessings are already raining in. and um, and this is even before I started my meditation morning routine. So um, today my mom has the uh, day off work. And uh, we woke up the next day and we rushed out to uh, get breakfast. Now, normally we would, like, you know, um, make breakfast at home. But she decided to, like, go out and get breakfast at a restaurant since we haven't really um, had the luxury to have breakfast in places. A lot of our favorite breakfast spots closed around, um, you know, the 2020 panini that we're in and um we found a really nice place and it was delicious um and we talked about so many different things and it was just glorious it was really nice it was really beautiful and then um we went to get some spices uh because we're preparing for thanksgiving um we don't necessarily celebrate thanksgiving um but we just call it thanksgiving but um we celebrate it as in we're just giving thanks for being alive, not necessarily for the whole genocide of the indigenous people of America. But anyway, um, so we were out and about getting our spices, and our food, preparing for the upcoming holiday. Um, we're going to be visiting our aunt in the boonies. Um, the other day I watched a like romantic comedy with the family and um this uh, this black girl went to australia and she fell in love and um she was out on the boonies and this australian man said we call it the wop wops and so now i'm going to use wop wops from now on when i refer to down south in the bible belt because uh that's just a really fun word it's just a really fun word and we all deserve a little joy anyway um so we're all preparing to get a spices for the Wop Wops and... <laughs> oh no, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and then uh, as we were eating, we were trying to like see what the other plan is and how we're going to get down there. So we already have our tickets, right? However, um, my mom lost her ID. Um, it has been lost for like three, two days now maybe like a week or so, but she didn't, she didn't even know that it was lost until we went shopping, um, because she needed like, you know, more clothes. (laughs) Um, and when she tried to like sign up for like, I don't know, some kind of like credit card at the place, she realized that she did not have an updated driver's license. She's like, how? I know I got one. Like that doesn't make any sense. I got one this summer. So I was like, well, maybe you left it somewhere because, uh, we did have a busy summer and fall. Uh, the summer is the, the day that, at uh, the time, uh, we lost our grandma, my grandma, and my mom's mom. Um, and then in the fall, we lost our great uncle, or my mother's uncle, which is my grandma's brother. Um, and so she was really busy um, helping out our other family, our extended family, on our uncle, our great uncle's side. Um, and so in the midst of all of that, you know, all the cooking and the preparation and things, uh, she, you know, might've misplaced her ID only because, you know, when the family comes in, they like to go off to the boat and gamble, you know? So, um, she's like, oh no, did I leave it at like the, the, uh, casino place? Cause you know, I have to pull out your ID to, um, to get in. And, Uh, She was just like, I don't know where it could be because I remember having it. I remember having it. And I was like, okay, well, what can we do if we don't find it, you know? Because she looked in her car and then she had her brothers look in her car and they still couldn't find it. And she looked in all the jackets. She looked in all the purses. She looked in my purses. She looked in my jackets. And um, it wasn't turning up. And I'm like, well, the last place you could have had it might have been like over grandma's, you know? So from our spice run, um, we went to our grandma's house, chilled a little bit, and she went upstairs and found her ID in a place that she never would have thought that she would have put it. It was in like an old checkbook, and she was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. How? How could I have found this? Now, um, that was one of the blessings, right? But, um, even before that, uh, a day or two ago, I think on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, um, we were talking about you know Grandma and how much we miss her, and um, I was trying to comfort my mom. You know, I told her like, well, for me, you know, I talk to my grandma every day. Like, I pray to her. I I have in like my little head of a, a, um, a visualization of like me talking to her, like out on the porch or, or on a cafe or something and like I, I just know that um, my mom has not cried about my grandma and I'm like wow this is very bad <laughs> only because like I just feel like she might be repressing some emotions and I believe that there was a misinterpretation about how she should be grieving between grandma and her um I guess I'll get into that So when my grandma was um, recovering from her heart surgery, you know, she was a bit loopy. She was a bit out of it. And when she was healing that process, that year of healing, um, that's when she would be like, oh, you know, I was really sad when my grandma died, you know, because my grandma was raised by her grandma. Um, Her mom had way too many kids in the house and they just kind of like delegated some of the kids over to uh, her grandma's house and they lived on a farm and it was beautiful. And in her last days, she basically recalled about how lovely um, it was to live with her grandma and uh, how much she loved her so, so very much. And um, they also shared the same name. So she just felt deeply loved and deeply connected. And she remembered like how, how hard she cried as a child when she passed. So when... She, in her old age, is, like, talking about this stuff. She then turns it on to herself, saying, I don't want you guys to, to cry like that. Like, to cry, like, ugly and show out and whatnot. And, you know, I would, I would laugh and tell Grandma, you can't tell me how to cry. You know, I took it in good stride. You know, I've always had a close relation to death um, since I was a child and a fascination with it, almost. Um, and when it came to my mom she did not take it very well she was just like don't talk like that don't talk like that so it was kind of difficult for her to like really be in it you know um she appeared as though she was like disassociating because she was taking care of so many people at the funeral and everyone was just so 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 surprised that she was you know really holding it together you know so um I say all that to say that um, in the midst of us recalling how much Miss Grandma uh, during family time, I was trying to comfort her, you know, I held her hand, I hugged her, but um, she's not really an affectionate type, and I understand that she grew up in a different household, Uh, there was a lot of kids, there there wasn't a lot of one-on-one parent family time, so she never really got hugged a lot because there was just never really any time, and... Grandma wasn't very affectionate with her because, you know, they both worked um both my grandparents on my mother's side like worked in a factory. They didn't have time to really like, I don't know, show their affection. It's not like they were bad parents or anything. It's just that was just something they didn't do, you know. Um unfortunately, I'm the one that uh shows way more affection in the family than anyone. And um I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just built different, anyway. So, um, and as I'm hugging her and trying to like comfort her, you know, she was like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling, you know? And, um, I don't know if I got through to her anyway. Um, so, uh, I was in my room, uh, later that night and, you know, I was like saying my prayers and then I was like, Hey grandma, um, can you let us know that, you're doing good. Just give me like a sign or something. And, um, so I can have some nice words for, for my mom. And when I went to sleep that night, I woke up, um, in the middle of it and I told mom I had such a good dream about grandma. And, um, when I, when I met mom after work, Uh, She was like, ooh, Nan, tell me about your dream, because in the morning times, it's all business, you know, we have to get ready, get out of here. Um, But uh, in the evening, when we had our family time and dinner time, you know, that's when she, you know, asked me, oh, what dream did you have about my mom? And I was like, oh, so in my dream, we were in a neighborhood. I don't know what neighborhood it was, because it was nothing I've ever seen before. And grandma was like, ooh, let me show you how I'm living. You know, she was like super happy. She was super excited to show me like how happy she was. And there was like a big massage chair, bed thing. I don't even know what it was, but it was really nice. And she was like, ooh, yeah, get in here and get a massage. And I was like, oh, nice, thanks. And then she was like showing off her nails and she was like, oh, yeah, you can get your nails done here anytime. And she was like, your mom has the same thing. Um, Because my mom got her nails painted too. Um, and she was like, when your mom got your nails done, I was with her and I was like, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so I told mom that and she was just like super duper happy. And, um, there's still a tinge of sadness obviously in her eyes. It's not, it hasn't even been a year. So obviously it's going to take some time, but, um, it was very nice. And then, um, a day after that, like the day after I had my dream, my mom had her dream and she felt way better like her dream was you know about her mom finally visiting her and talking to her and um she says this because uh she heard everyone else dreaming about you know grandma but her like she wasn't getting any dreams about grandma and she felt very like left out or she was just like why why aren't I getting you know anything you know from her and I believe um sometime like it was like a week or a month or so after grandma's passing she did have a dream um and when she woke up she could not remember for the life of her she woke up and she was like oh man like I know I was having a deep and very long conversation with my mom and like I felt like everything was going to be okay but like I didn't I didn't understand or didn't I didn't remember what she said and I was like well it's not really about what she said it was about how you felt when you woke up And she was like, well, I did feel peaceful. I did feel like she told me some good news and good things, but I just can't remember. So she was focusing on, you know, the little details of the dream, which is fine. Uh, Normally how you would interpret a dream, um, it's not really about um, what people say, but more like the symbolism and the initial feeling you feel. When you wake up from that dream okay so if you wake up from a dream and you feel loved or inspired or scared then you can uh delve into that emotion and figure out what the root of it is you know and then sometimes you do have a junk dream it doesn't make any sense it's confusing your brain was just bored you know while you were sleeping and it played for you a nonsense movie that's fine so within those two days we had You know, our little miracle, our little blessing of grandma visiting us, um, individually giving us our special time in the astral realm as we slept. So even before I made my decree um, today, I felt the love, I felt the support from the universe. You know, I was like, there's so many blessings happening one after the other. I am grateful, you know, so... I just came on here to give you guys an update that I did my decree. I combined a lot of my mantras and prayers into that decree so it can just meld and mix together and uh, be even more powerful on this day. And I am gonna look back at this little audio recording a year from now and just like marvel at my younger self because. I feel as though I'm making tremendous strides. I feel like I'm doing so much. Like <laughs> I did suffer a bit of spiritual burnout. Um but I just refocused and recentered myself. Um how I did that, I um I basically stopped <laughs> and I allowed my body to tell me what I needed to do. Do I need to stretch? Do I need to breathe? Do I need to meditate? You know. Um, Do I need to write out my feelings or do I need to just sit down and do absolutely nothing and just stare at the ceiling or close my eyes, you know? So I just came on here to tell you guys that um, if you are looking to make some major shifts in your life, try out the law of decree. It's pretty sweet. Um, If you don't want something too permanent or you feel as though you were not ready you make a decree, you can build yourself up to it um, by meditating, journaling, exercising, doing yoga, breath work, shadow work, inner child healing work, heart chakra work, um, any sort of balancing your chakra work, um, seeing if you have any uh, mineral or vitamin deficiencies in your diet and supplement that or make some dietary lifestyle changes. Um, go outside, <laughs> breathe in fresh air, feel the cold, feel the warmth, um, uh, be in, be in the sun, um, howl at the moon, go in the woods and scream. There's so much you can do to enrich your human experience. And most of it is free because all I gotta do is have you in nature and the intent to heal, release, transmute, call in, and attract with grace and ease and gratitude. Um, I will advise that if you're going to get a journal, um, that's the only thing that you're probably going to be spending money on in your spiritual journey, which is getting a bunch of journals, getting a bunch of nice pens, so you can write down all of your findings and your inner understandings. So that is all today um i oh and another update um i have a spirit drum coming in i'm really 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 excited once i get that going once i get that drum i'm gonna start doing some really nice mantras in here um i have a plethora of spiritual tools and i have no idea why i feel like i have to have that drum but i have like a tongue drum uh which is really nice i have tuning forks I have a kalimba and a rain stick and um i don't really know how to play the rain stick other than just like tilting it back and forth and shaking it like a maraca um and i'm not quite sure how to capture the sound on my tuning forks but i'll experiment and see um in the kalimba i feel as though i can't tune it all the way i have some of the um i don't know what they're called the little metal bars i have some of them attuned But the others, it's like, no matter how much I try to adjust them, I can't find that sweet spot where they sound deep and rich and just, you know, aligned, you know. Um, So I can't play the whole kalimba, but I can play at least um, a majority of the little metal bars that are tuned. And then with the tongue drum, all of it's attuned except for like one tongue of it. And normally, how you would tune it is you would saw it. I do not have a saw. <laughs> I'm not a middleworkist, so I can't um, I can't manipulate the shape of the tongue of the drum, but uh, that particular tongue drum I know works because while I was playing it, I was like, I went into a meditative state, and um, my sister in the other room, was like she rushed into the room and she was like as you're playing that I can literally feel it I can feel it in my throat chakra it's like vibrating you know with energy or whatever and my sister is nowhere near the spiritualist that I am she is I don't know what she is but I think I know she you know just believes in like the regular you know Christ Jesus you know because she's Baptist or whatever but um I know for a fact that The tongue drum is really nice. I don't know how to play that either, but I just kind of like play it intuitively, figure out what feels right. And, um, I hope to play some of those instrument instruments for you guys. Um, I believe that after I get this, um, spear drum, it is a 16 incher Blackwood Buffalo drum. Okay. Um, and it is, or Black Earth, sorry, Black Earth drum. And I can't wait to play it and really call in my ancestors and just feel that love and support and connect with them and hopefully connect with you guys. So that's all I got for you guys. That's all my updates. I hope you have a blessed one. I'm giving you all the love and light. Take that, take that, take that, take that. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Thank you.